You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. In light of ongoing discussions about New Zealand's educational standards and the falling educational standards, and in light of the conversation about school lunches and the provision of school lunches for those schools that have families that are most impacted by the cost of living, I was reading a review of a memoir from a Trinity College lecturer. Dr. Katrina O'Sullivan's a lecturer at Trinity in Psychology and Addiction. And she has just written her memoir, and it's called Poor, but it's not your usual misery memoir. According to the Guardian book reviewer, it is one of the best books she has ever read about the complexity of poverty and drug addiction. For Katrina O'Sullivan, who was born to heroin-addicted alcoholic parents with a number of children, to get out of poverty, she needed all the elements in place, like the combinations on a lock being turned to free her, says the reviewer. Teachers who had time to help her, youth workers who had money to support troubled teenagers, education grants, an access program that encouraged her, that was how she got into university, and state-funded childcare and counselling. All of these things, she says, either no longer exist in Britain or are not sufficiently funded. The reviewer says she puts her motivation way down the list. Yes, she was motivated. She did not want to live the life of her parents when she herself became a mother at 15 and started to get on the drugs as a way of escaping the misery of her existence. She thought, I'm going the same way as my parents, the very thing I did not want to be. My child deserves more. So yes, there was motivation to get out of there. She was she was naturally bright as well, something the teachers saw. But she says it's a myth that if you just work hard enough, you can achieve anything. Because she says unless the system is in place to support you, it will work against you. The reviewer said I think she underestimates her awesome resilience and will. The individual, says Dr. Katrina O'Sullivan, is small in the decisions of their life, and we don't like that because it suggests we're powerless. Choice, though, is a myth perpetuated by the middle classes. Only a few people really can choose. I think most of us can see that choice is a luxury, and that's what we work towards, if we're able to. Having choice to either work or have free time. The choice of employment, not having to take whatever we can get. And one of the things that I come back to in that review was teach, I've ordered the book, it's, I haven't read it yet, but it's just going by the review, teachers who had time to help her. That is so important. She writes that one of her teachers, Ms. Arkinson, showed her not only love when she was a primary school student, but practical support. She often wet the bed, given the trauma in the household with all the addicts gathering around. She was raped at seven by one of the addicts when her father was in prison. She often wet the bed and would come to school smelling of urine. She didn't have soap, a towel or even a toothbrush at home. So her teacher kept all those things for her at school, taught her how to wash every morning in the school bathrooms and kept a stack of fresh clothes for her when necessary. She changed my life, says O'Sullivan. And teachers do. I was talking to a teacher recently who said if class sizes were 15, every single child's potential would be fulfilled. 
they would have the time to see see the child, just as that teacher saw O'Sullivan. They would have the time to deal with those with complex needs. They'd have the time to deal with those who have the desire to know more. They've already got the basics. They want to fly. And teachers would be able to support them to do that. Those who want to know more about something that's not actually on the curriculum. They'd have time for those who need just a little bit extra to reinforce the basics. That's all they're asking for. They, well, this particular teacher anyway said, look, we've got the skills. We've got the ability to teach. We just need the opportunity to do it. Since 1970, when New Zealand 14-year-olds were placed first equal out of 15 countries in reading comprehension, it's been a downhill slide in subsequent surveys, culminating in New Zealand 9-year-olds placed 15th out of 18th in 2016. So phonics has been brought back. And there's a bit of argy-bargy about that. There's always been argy-bargy about the best way to teach children. But from what I understand, the best teachers just incorporate what works for the child. And this is something that uh, Auckland University professor Rebecca Jessen, a trustee of the Mari Clay Literacy Trust, says, the best teaching is noticing what is going on for the child rather than fitting the child into a package. And that comes back to the story of Katrina O'Sullivan. Instead of being an addicted teen mum, she lectures in psychology and addiction at Trinity College. She matters. She means something. She's contributing. She's inspiring others. And that's where our future lies. We have to invest in our teachers. We have to invest in our education system. And we absolutely have to invest in all of our children. And that's what I hope we see from the budget. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.